This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते वेलकम टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ हफ्ता वी रिकॉर्डिंग ऑन द फर्स्ट ऑफ अक्टूबर एट टेन थर्टीन द मॉर्निंग इट इज़ अ थर्स डे एंड इट हैज़ बिन राधर ट्रेजिक एंड केटिक एंड डिस्टर्बिंग न्यूज वीक वी शैल गेट यू द हेडलाइंस इन अबिट बट फर्स्ट आई वुड लाइक टू टेल ऑल आर लिसनर्स दैट दिस इज आई थिंक गोइंग टू बी आर सेकेंड लास्ट फ्री हफ्ता on youtube and other platforms or maybe in another two weeks you're going to pull everything behind the paywall so do subscribe and pay to keep news free cuz like you know we don't take ads we are an ad free platform and we are sustained only by many of you subscribers thousands of you have subscribed the last 3 weeks i must say many of you have decided that unless you step up news will die so i thank you for that those of you still wondering why news is so shit i hope you're watching the shit show that arnab and times now get you but those of you who want to do something about it go to newsline.com click on subscribe and pay to keep news free and you can also pitch in directly to our stories in the nl sena project we've had a bunch of reporters all over the country i will tell you later in the podcast where all they have been but first manisha with the headlines vice president venkaiah naidu has tested positive for covid-19 he is asymptomatic india rejects china's interpretation of line of actual control in ladakh and May china may i just come in on that that uh, he had actually reprimanded some Uh, MPs for wearing a mask in parliament yeah, in if house. you remember and now he's <laughs> yeah, got covid yeah. anyway hmm. uh, china has rejected construction of indian infrastructure in ladakh and has hardened its position as the winter sets in babri masjid demolition case verdict came out yesterday lk advani mm joshi and 30 others have been acquitted we shall discuss that in some detail a 20 year old dalit woman from uttar pradesh uh, succumbed to her injuries she was gang raped and assaulted on sep- september 14th and she died on september 29th and the police forcefully cremated her against the wishes of her family so we're going to discuss that in detail after hathras there was another gruesome case that came to light from balrampur where a 22 year old dalit woman was raped and murdered two men uh, identified as shahid and sahil have been arrested latest data by ncrb shows that 87 rape cases a day we have 87 rape cases a day in india and crimes against women is up by 7% PM Modi has inaugurated six mega projects in Uttarakhand says all round work of government making Ganga clean yes no, he I... suddenly gave that speech about now we have will finally make Ganga clean this okay. i think Ganga cleaning until and unless every water body including the Ganga is actually clean we shouldn't believe anything any politician says mm. by the way even the lake has has a lot of issues that's no? precisely why i'm saying it there's a lot of corruption it. around it it's sta- one of the stories have that i hasn't started been my reporting career i think one of the first stories i did was about the dal lake and how they were spending enormous amounts of money and how while they were doing that on one hand they were facilitating illegal constructions on the other hand ima has asked kerala government to declare health emergency due to, due to rising covid-19 cases yeah it suddenly spiked there huh? after them the magical handling why what happened does anyone know, I don't know apparently the up, I because the interstate borders have been opened mm. chirag paswan serves an ultimatum to nda allies days before bihar polls posturing posturing nyt report uh, showed that trump avoided paying tax for almost two decades paying income tax to be more precise and we'll also discuss the debate well if we have time we can talk about the most toxic and and horrible us presidential debate i guess ever i can i think one can safely say that but it was very entertaining but first um let's speak about the most horrific story that occupied you know much of our time in the last two days let me introduce our panel to you we have our in house team uh, raman kripal a managing editor Mehraj is back he was away to Kashmir welcome back Mehraj hello hi Manisha Pandey who just Hello. gave the headlines 
and joining us on the phone from Bangalore is Nisha Susan. Hi, Nisha. Hi. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for making the time. You are a journalist and the founder of the Ladies Finger. I hope you guys know of the Ladies Finger. If you don't, do check it out. And she is the co-originator of the Pink Chaddi campaign, a crowdsourced protest which mailed undergarments to a politician's <laughs> office in 2009. Which politician was this? Uh, Who's that Ram uh, Singh guy? No, Pramod Muthalik. Oh yes, Muthalik, the one who always has this very angry look on his face. Because uh, they went and beat up women on a yes, at a yes, pub, by, right? I remember yeah, that. Yeah, was... She's also the author of the Women Who Forgot to Invent Facebook and Other Stories. Anisha formerly worked with Tehelka. So, Nisha, first of all, congratulations. How do you guys think of that Pink Chaddi campaign? Yeah. Ah, uh, it's all a bit misty now since it was 2009. But mm. I think it was just one of those days, you know, when you can't sleep at night and everything seems equally depressing. I mean, equally as this week. And I think just a bunch of conversations on Facebook started it off. I see. And well, a good, a really good time for Mothalik was when we guys were in college. And basically, a very like fukra scene when you had nothing. When it, the thing is, what's happening? Nothing. A chaddi scene means you're on your chads. You have no money. You can't go out. So I think Muthalik that week could would have been the perfect. What's up, Muthalik? Why yar chaddi scene? But too many chaddis. So, uh, but and what's your book about? The woman who forgot to invent Facebook and other stories. It's a collection of short stories. It's uh, about how. technology and the internet has changed india and relationships and intimacy and even violence and how it plays out so each story is about the internet in some way it's oh, starts in 2001 the oldest story is set in 2001 and the newest setting is in 2018 well uh, i i i mean i will definitely check out the book but i thought it may have something to do with the there being very few women in technology in big tech and um one of the reasons for that there was a fascinating podcast which you should check out if you haven't already have you read the report or the podcast or heard the podcast about that game um you know where you're running in this forest indiana jones type what's it called it's an app what's it called on temple run Temp- have you seen temple, temple run ha huh? ha huh? so do you know the temple run story no i don't know the story tell me So Temple Run is created by this Israeli couple. I may get a few names or something wrong. I'm famous for that. But basically the default setting the character in Temple Run is called um shit I've forgotten his name now. Some um Risk Rambo or something like that is his name. So when you start playing Temple Run the default character is male, white male. Guy dangerous. Guy right. dangerous, correct. Correct. Guy dangerous. Just google that. Just google so she right. uh, google and a young girl around a 10 11 year old and If you want to get a female character, either you have to pay, you know, these apps. You can have in-app payments, or you have to get enough gold coins in order to then buy a character. And if you want to unlock a character, you either have to pay money, or you have to earn enough gold coins. So this girl wrote to this couple and said that. I think that's a good metaphor. It is, but it was completely to... accident. And she said that <laughs> I'm a girl. Why should I have to play as guy dangerous? and then they said you're right and then they introduced the other character which manisha will tell us and then basically that podcast is about so she wrote and then basically there was an entire generation grew up as men default characters in every video game that disincentivized girls from playing video games and the video game is the entry point for young adolescents or preteens to get familiar with technology and that is on right. the reason there were very few women in tech right. it's a fascinating podcast you should check it out anyway mm, absolutely yeah uh, so let's start with the biggest story that kind of or should have been the biggest all week but it was only in the last day or two mm-hmm. when um, a young girl who was raped and killed her body was cremated by the police forcibly 
in Uttar Pradesh, land of a man called Yogi Dityanath, who is uh, makes me sick actually, and. That has led to some kind of prime time outrage, and Manisha will, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Now, most of you are familiar with the story. Uh, yeah. Two questions to you, Nisha. One is, this is a, you know, very cowbelt phenomena with very alarming regularity, and the outrage has been in, you know, UP uh, on ground. There have been protests met with lati charge. Does stuff like this has a newsy resonance? And I mean, we don't have to be judgy or, you know, there's no value judgments associated. But does this have a kind of newsy resonance in Bangalore and other parts of the South, like the Jyoti uh, Singh rape did in 2012? Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, but just the scale of violence involved here, I mean, against the, the, the victim, the family, what happened to her later... The two weeks it took, uh, the funeral, you, you, I mean, if you're halfway human, you would find some resonance. If you're not halfway human, you, you know, you try to say it only happens in UP or it's only because of this government or it's, uh, you know, but Yogi is actually okay, all of those other things. But yeah, for most people who have opened any form of uh, media in the last two days, it's, it's kind of shocking piece of news. Yeah. Manisha, you want to come in on what you find most disturbing about the, the events and you were in touch, Raman, so you can also come in with our reporters. We had Akanksha and Nidhi, both of them on ground. In fact, mm. they were there f- all of last week, yeah. uh, almost in, eight, UP. in, in UP. UP. They were in various parts of UP. They bring a bunch of stories and I'd like to thank you subscribers. The reason that a small outfit like ours can send two reporters to spend a week there is because we depend on you and not on advertisers. So thank you for that. Uh, but you've been in touch with them. Mm. Tell us a sequence of events that really were horrific leading up to the primetime debates yesterday. So a, um, this crime occurred on September 14th, way, way before today's 1st of October. So a, it took us almost two weeks to wake up to the crime and we woke up after she died. By which I mean most of the mainstream media started reporting on this on September 29th. If you read the story, it's um, it's really, I mean... I'll I'll come to the funeral bit, but before you understand why that act by UP police was specifically gruesome, you need to understand what the mother went through. So on the morning of September 14, the mother, the brother and the girl uh, went to the field to cut grass. And uh, the brother left in a while and the mother who's hard of hearing usually stuffs cotton balls in her ears when she goes out to avoid pain. So she was cutting grass and she turned around to see that her daughter's not there. So she thought maybe she's gone back home. She went back home and on the dirt path, she saw her slippers lying on the ground and she saw drag marks. So she then followed that drag mark and found her daughter lying there bleeding uncovered. And that's when the horror begins. They, you know, they take her to the hospital where there's very tough to get, you know, attention. It's difficult to get the police to attend to them because the police almost says they will drama career, ut le jao isko. And finally, you know, there's some semblance of reporting on this that you get in the Indian Express was the first to break it, I think, of what has happened. And then, of course, she dies and, you know, there's furor and she's taken back to the village. Now, imagine the mother who, A, you know, just imagine someone who's She's hard of hearing what must be going through her mind. She was, And she says this to our reporters too. I wish I'd heard her. I wish I had looked back mm. sooner. These are the kind of things that she's probably going through. And then the last image that you that's flashing in your mind of your daughter again and again is of her lying, you know, completely brutalized. You take the, you know, the dead body of the girl now back home and she's pleading. There are videos of her literally throwing herself at the ambulance that the daughter is in 
pleading that please let her come back home one last time. Let us cremate her in the morning. I, for one, have never seen a cremation at the dead of night. Usually, it's always in the morning. Never, never. And but also imagine the plight of this mother, who's there's so much going through her, you know, head. I'm sure since the past fourteen days, and then you're denied that one last speck of, you know, one last chance to grieve in peace, peacefully with her, so to speak. And she's just burnt. you know at the dead of night 245 hats off to the india today reporter tanushri pandey who was there who captured all of this in her phone but i'm 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 um, equally surprised that the brazenness with which yeah. and this actually says a lot about the media world we live in the brazenness with which up police yeah. representatives and party spokespersons of the bjp can come and say that this yeah. didn't happen i mean till yesterday they were saying no this is not true and you have to see the video of the up police guy where he's schooling the relatives almost ki dekhiye hindu riti rewaj ke accordingly to kabhi bhi ho sakti hai aisa kahin nahi likha hai ki raat ko nahi ho sakta would he have dared do that to a thakur family would he have dared do that to an upper caste person saying explaining to him ki hindu riti rewajon ke accordingly kya hota hai and he tells the family ki kuch galti to aap se bhi hui hai aap maan lijiye basically he is telling them that you spoke you created a big deal about so, this so, uh, there's undue attention on us now action has been taken against the cops i have a very good friend first i mean let me just speak about this riti rewaj very good friend he's a scheduled caste his father had passed away and then i learned that these people burn the body near the river hmm so it's so That's if you go to if you go to uh, shamshan ghat here in delhi mm. so everybody is burning it you know inside uh, the mm. uh, precinct but but these people they take the body to the river and they burn it there and and it has to be it has to happen before the sunset and that's what he told you ah, so that's the riti rewaj i mean mm. so far mm. as i mean the police is absolutely wrong yeah. when they say that ki hindu riti rewaj mm. bhi nahi ho sakta mm. and uh, that will any action be taken as a cops I and mean, what can possible because because it is there is no law that can force you to take a body and say we will cremate it see, right for I mean, this i think if you want to take action against cop either the police have to move sumoto or the courts have to or, do sumoto or, or the courts have to move sumoto if the courts do not move sumoto somebody has to go to the court that the body was lying in the police station for seven not body i mean she was alive oh really before she was that. there oh, oh that's before they took her to the hospital before, yes correct yes. six i mean the parents had to struggle at every point every step and even here step. even here she they didn't take her to aims they sent her to sadajang uh, sadajang but uh, before mehraj comes in uh, nisha um, on something like this what do you think other of course the caste issue is a major one and uh, clearly many news professionals also tone deaf to caste uh, i struggling to get it still in 2020 still struggling to get it that how does it matter what caste she was but anyway that's unfortunate but would you say the caste dynamic is major um, you know in this part uh, you know and also the intersection if you could speak on the intersection of uh, gender and caste Uh, because tamil nadu has been the uh, nadu sorry has been the hub of you know a huge movement like the periyar's movement and and the justice party and we saw some of that with mayawati who's been surprisingly silent at this time uh, where where would you think the differences in the south and the north because south is considered safer right for women i don't know how it is for caste over there i don't think so well i mean i i think south india has as much casteism as anywhere else in the country i mean the forms that it takes is different it's it might be more subtle in some cases tamil nadu has plenty of caste violence yeah. but uh, there is also a reigning climate that makes us understand that caste is a real thing that the violence that happens is because of caste there's no pretending that this was not you know thakur violence 
against a Valmiki woman. There is no pretending of that sort when it happens in Tamil Nadu, you know. So I think one can take the cue from Dalit feminists uh, uh, online and offline, you know, who are saying many, many, many important things. Even one thing that I saw this morning had stayed with me, uh, Ria Singh, who is a feminist and a budget analyst and part of Dalit Women Fight. She said that uh, Savarnas have always been like uh, about compensation, right? Like they've always been a bit squeamish and like, fake genteel about compensation in cases like this and even called it extortion. But, you know, there is a real case to be made for hefty, hefty compensation. 8.5 lakhs, at 8.25 lakhs is the minimum right now under SEST, Prevention of Atrocities Act. I think it should be 10 times the amount. I think mm. when we say people should pay, they really should pay. I think the policemen themselves should pay not just the state. I think it should come out of their personal pockets, then things might get better. Uh, right. Uh, but uh, Mehraj, if you could come in and, you know, after that, just Manisha could wind up by telling us about how the media it actually reported. treated it, how it was reported. On the cast, and secondly, the uh, whole thing of uh, her not getting the medical attention, how come the government here is not being held accountable? I mean, how was she not allowed into AIMS? And if... I, I saw um, this one, uh, I think from AAP, someone outside AIMS, saying that I've just come out saying that there's some 1,300 beds empty inside right now, even as I'm saying this to camera. Why couldn't they take her here? Why In did 14 they days, her? she changed uh, hospital thrice. Yeah. Three, three hospitals. In 14 days three is hospitals. crucial for crucial. this. It's crucial time. Somebody who is in ICU mm-hmm. of a hospitals, you are shifting to another ICU, then another ICU. Obviously, she is going to deteriorate. And uh, when, we, when our reporter spoke to the doctor, that was... Around two weeks after the incident, they were still not able to confirm rape. They said we had sent the test to the forensic department. They'll bring back. We're waiting the report. Our reporters spoke to the doctors at Sabdarjang? At Sabdarjang, at Aligarh also. Okay. They said we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. Police also said the same thing. The SDF said we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. That is the most important thing. See, we guys are going to report this case like hell. Mm. For the next, say, seven days, eight days, ten days, then we will just move on. Hmm. But nobody, that's what I told my reporters also, please at least one para on what material evidence is that the police have collected. Because the case is going to be fought like Ayodhya, 28 years, it will go on for 28 years. But but on the base of evidence. And if they haven't collected any evidence, then there's no case. That is it. Hmm. So, uh, So did they collect the clothes of that girl right have How they been sent have to been the kept. forensic right for forensic this thing so so nothing of that sort has come out so far uh, they haven't for arrests right mm-hmm. uh, they have four arrests. people so yeah. arrest mm. means nothing right because what are the evidences did you did you seize their clothes mm. the clothes that those boys were wearing on that particular day mm. so if you need, so what you're saying is if none of that has happened then there's no hope what they did is they arrested some of them let them go then when the whole thing started all over again then arrested them again so in oh. the meantime, if they are the accused, they are the guilty ones. I mean, they could easily go and dispose so of the evidence. So they had that time between. Obviously. Okay. So, but that is the thing. Like we were talking about, they just took the body. If Manisha was saying, if it was a Thakur family, they wouldn't have done that. So these are two fundamental aspects of operation. One is the lack of agency and one is one is impunity. Impunity is the cops, the perpetrators and lack of agency is this. We won't let you happen. See, I'll give you an example. When I was back home in my nearest town, Sopur, there was a custodial killing. A milkman, he was taken away by the STF, which is the so-called counterinsurgency force. Most likely, he was killed in custody. They tortured him to death and then they took him to a place called uh, Tujar Sharif, small village, shot into his corpse, 
that is what it looks like obviously there no be, won't be any inquiry and anything mm. shot into his corpse he wasn't a militant he wasn't accused of anything he had no case against him mm. when they did that after he was killed everything they said he tried to run away the usual stuff mm. he tried to run away so we had fire and all that and then they did usually what happens is if there's a foreign earlier when there was a foreign militant something they would take the body there's this place in baramula called sheri they would bury them there mm. recently they have started doing that in sonmarg on the way to the amarnath yatra this person he had absolutely no connection to the militants at least that anybody Time knows of, of there's no evidence mm. he wasn't killed in an encounter he was killed in custody most likely they didn't give his body to the family they refused to they took him to sonmarg i wonder what the law around that is there is no law that is the thing it's impunity so they took him away the family can't do anything about it around this then i heard i was visiting a relative so they told me one of their kids so young young chap so around eid time because apparently they had nothing to do whatever so him and his couple of friends so they went to uh, tral tral is the place native place of burhanwani who was killed in 2016 they went to his grave and did whatever we call it fatiha like you pray at the grave mm. they came back on the way on the way back they were arrested they were put in uh, jail for almost a month for absolutely no crime other than visiting a grave even if it was the grave of a militant right that and this i mean they look worlds apart the two cases but those things are similar because right. that is how oppression works in every case and the but impunity the, but the impunity you're talking about i think uh, at least so far we've got to a stage of impunity and this is why the media is important it's complicit in this because the only kind of ankush that is there is the pushback that the media can give and the, just the one thing that i find strength in is that clearly the government now is afraid because for them to do this and not allow the cremation to happen or give the body back to the family i mean let's see you know when has this been done bhagat singh was the most famous case then of course there's chay guvera uh, then there is you know osama bin laden there is all these people were considered terrorists or dangerous by whichever regime there was they said if this body makes it back to where it belongs it could become yeah. a serious issue now and no, as not history to say has shown that was a stupid idea because that only made up their the, my, legend yeah but yeah. but not to say that there's any similarity in these people other than the fact that the state of the enemy was extremely scared of them and for uh, the yogi government to go to that length on this yeah. demonstrates a kind of uh, they 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 are scared i mean there is some fear of the reprisal that this may lead to which is why they haven't even allowed a regular protest you saw mm. the lathi charge of the protest right so i think that is a kind of impunity that uh, we're talking about but well, there is a societal uh, impunity also now you had high caste associations which is which is quite rare now It used to be very rare in the past mm. but i have been seeing this you know in the past 7 8 years mm. now the high caste people they they chipped in they 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 came with the representation to the police station they met the sp that these three people who, or four people who have been arrested they have been arrested on wrong uh, premises right that's uh, similar to the so, unnaw rape uh, case so that is actually so that, a very important point so, that's, See, uh, so, so all but, these, but uh, nisha um, if you could just uh, come in on the media angle you know we often hear at least the, as far as the english media is concerned the delhi based english media it's dismal the situation and the meekness with which they kind of have um, completely um, submitted to what is required of them is the same kind of cynicism there in uh, language media where you are i think it's like a state of the nation now meekness and submission you know and i mean it, i was listening to you say that this thing about finding the body of the victim uh, a, a source of danger like 
Che Guevara's body or Bhagat Singh's body. And that's a really interesting comparison because I think what has happened is that middle to upper middle class people and, uh, you know, people who are part of the media, all of us, we are meeker and much more submissive, much more mute than we used to be. And it seems like it is like we're waiting for Dalit people, we are waiting for the marginalized to lead us out of this also, you know, to take on the danger, to bear the bear the brunt of whatever the state might put on them for protesting. So, I mean, it, it was a very apt, I think, uh, uh, metaphor. Yeah, I think media everywhere and individually and as organizations, we are much more uh, muted than we ever were. Coming to the media narrative, Manisha, um, you know, how did that play out? So, like I said, uh, the incident happened on September 14 and it took us a good one week to wake up. And I think Indian Express first did an excellent job of giving us a basic report of it. But that also wasn't enough because finally everyone in mainstream media properly woke up to it after she had died. Mm-hmm. And this is the conundrum, right? Like, And this has happened in so many stories. First, I feel outraged about why. Has there been no coverage? And then the coverage begins. And then I'm like, fuck, it should have been better if there had been no coverage. Because, and this is something that our reporters also told us from the ground, that the media has made it a complete circus now. The mother has had no time to, after so much, just, you know, be by herself. She's completely being harassed by journalists who are wanting her to recount the story again and again and again. You know, they've taken over the village literally. And I think one thing really stands out in this is that young reporters have really rescued journalism once again from primetime anchors. So the mm-hmm. Indian Express reporters again very young. Mm-hmm. Tanushree Pandey from Times of, uh, from India Today again, had she not at 2 o'clock made those videos mm-hmm. of what the police had done, none of us would have known and none of us would have outraged or we didn't have, none of us would have had this blatant you know, police action in our face. So hats off to her that she was there. And again, again, from print also, there were some, you know, really striking images that their photographer clicked. Of course, our reporters were also there giving us complete details. So really young people went and really stayed with the story, stayed with, it's really something to chase the story till three o'clock in the morning, you know, it is good commitment. And Mm. so while Anjana Om Kashyap was in her studio talking about SSR on the day she died, the same channel had a reporter who stood up till two o'clock to really document for us what went on in that village. So hats off to them. But as a cautionary note, I just want to add that we are so starved for good journalism that whenever we see a little bit of it, we tend to go overboard and become too like, oh, wow, congratulatory and smug and, you know, this painting heroes out of... This should used to this be the norm. has to be the norm. And please demand more out of us. Don't mm. keep patting us on the back and saying, wow, you did your job. This is very basic reporting that ah, we saw over the last absolutely. two days. Let's not gloat about it and let's not congratulate each other too much also. And, I mean, this is... And I think we also need to see that the media groups based in Lucknow, if they made this yeah. the headline story yeah. in Lucknow. Or not. So, um, we looked at the newspapers uh, yesterday. Dainik Jagran, which is the most circulated Hindi daily. Really tiny story. Top was... Uh, Babri Masjid case. We have to see today what they played up. And even Times of India, Lucknow did not really play it up. On the day of her death, Anjana, Sardana, Arnab, Rahul Shankar, all of them were leading with SSR. Drugs, drugs yeah. mafia. One but, small pro fora thing but, Arnab did. But, but one uh, observation that we also last nuisance we did is that over the last week, 10 days, and I don't know if the two are connected or not, but you know, we pointed out in nuisance, most front page ads, uh, not front page, full page ads, most, the only full page ads across newspapers, yes. and I'm talking about every newspaper, has been Yogi Adityanath's ads. Yes. Uh, I can, at least for the English dailies that I read, mm-hmm. I can say with certain amount of confidence that the maximum revenue that these newspapers have generated 
in the last 10 days at least has been from up government ads because you just see the size of the up government ads and the frequency in the last 10 days and you will see why this story vanishes and and which is why you know i keep pretty hopping on pay to keep news free because there is a bloody direct connection if you're fucking too daft to see it then that's fucking your problem but it it is too obvious you know to miss also uh, the last 15 days we have at least noticed i mean we sent our reporters actually reporting on another rape case mm. this happened while they were on, on the train and we yeah. asked them to divert mm. but the last 15 days you've had at least 15 uh, gang rapes or attempted rapes in mm. up alone so journalists should also stay with this i mean this is way beyond one horrific event we really and have 11, to 11% of these rape cases they're dalits yeah of course but i'm just curious and rather annoyed at mayawati's silence mm. and also chandrashekhar was picked up when he was accompanying the family uh, on the highway to athras you know mayawati has made herself completely irrelevant and I, and i truly hope she becomes completely irrelevant you know i have voted for her in the past i mean out of all the congresses and the bjp's i thought at least she had a story because you know if you read her behenji that book of her rise you know uh, i mean narsimha rao very famously said when she became chief minister that i could not believe something like this could happen because if you understand up politics and up caste for a dalit woman of the jatav caste a, a jatav woman uh, in up to become the chief minister at that time was nothing short of a miracle and the fact that now you know she is not even folding up her party and at the same time is not speaking up for issues that matter is deeply disturbing i mean like i i can't understand why she wouldn't anyway, speak anyway i expect very little from the politicians whether it is mayawati or even for that matter chandrashekhar azad i've seen is uh, i mean our, our guys uh, our reporters had spoken to him but the impact that a po- you know we can we can write them off and we can be cynical but there is no one yeah. or no organization or institution that can have as much of an impact as a political organization yeah. it is the politics that can ultimately fundamentally change this that ties into what i was trying to say earlier i mean all these issues like this issue also the media will stay with it maybe they'll get justice if not now in a couple of years there was another rape just yesterday in yes. balrampur right yeah every day at least four five dalit women are raped in this country yeah. every single day so this kind of atrocity caste atrocity in particular is not a law and order problem like no. say theft is a problem robbery is a problem this is a social problem so the solution also has to be social and that social solution fundamentally is to change the caste structure basically dismantle the caste structure but that is not going to happen because i mean that is the foundation of the privilege for a lot of people in this country another point is i mean violence is fundamental part of human nature since man came into this world part of him has been violent rape essentially if you look at it is violence is a form of violence because it's about power so that is why it has been used in in war as a as a weapon of war to subjugation right? to sub, yeah. for yeah. subjugation so in that sense for people to commit rape commit murder it is i mean you can't it take it, away take it from out of the society the the power dynamic is an important exactly. part of the equation it's so baked into even the- when it's used in uh, used as a as a tool of war everywhere else the thing is that in those cases in most of the societies even when it's used as such there is a moral countervailing force which sees it as bad which sees is sees it as an abomination in this particular case in the caste system there is no that moral countervailing force that sees it as bad in fact it sanctions it 
Sure. That is a huge problem socially. And and if not sanctions it, the caste blindness is also what kind of provides a, 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 an environment of impunity. Yeah, I just wanted to add to your opposition point. It's true, like when the December gang rape had happened in 2012, there was a huge movement that, you know, sporadically came out or whatever. Part of it was also BJP capitalizing on anger to go against the Congress. In this case, even if you want to think shrewd politically, where is SP, Congress, BSP? There is anger on this. Mm. Where are they there to even capitalize? I mean, this, it's like they're ambitionless. Thakurs. They the, also need Thakurs yeah, as much as... But Thakurs are not such a huge... But that is the thing. ...vote bank also. I mean, they're powerful. But I can't understand them keeping silent on this. No, I just think it's it's a complete lack of leadership and okay. drive. You have to have drive. And, you know, one thinks that very big, grand, you know, lofty things make, yeah. you know political movements happen it's just one person with a kida who makes it happen man and and really that's how it is it's it, it's, it's, it's the same with yeah. police and bureaucracy why would they go out of their way to do something so brazen something so exactly, illegal unless there was impunity because the the only moral impulse is self preservation self promotion yeah, exactly. congress so, uh, before nisha goes cuz i know nisha has to go um, nisha um, just stay with us for a few more minutes i just wanted your a uh, feedback on also this week so the finally a verdict came out by the special cbi court on the babri demolition case and everyone has been acquitted uh, it said that what happened was spontaneous no one was responsible of course that the speeches made that are considered incite- incitement are not enough to take off a right i mean you know on the upside in that case none of the people who've been booked in delhi so if this judgment is a precedent it is going to be challenged in the supreme court really that is what i heard yesterday that they will challenge it in the supreme court so the cbi court and justice liberhan who head of the commission apparently has also expressed surprise over this a lot of these people are on tape saying that we did it ha uh-huh. <laughs> so how big an issue is cuz it has dominated news new cycles and politics in north for the longest time is i mean since i got into the profession how important is this an issue uh, you know in in karnataka tamil nadu and uh, you know that part of india uh, nisha well, i i knew i knew people some years older than me who were part of the karseva you know i grew up and i met people who had gone as part of the karseva and they had they had different feelings about it and you know it was some sort of peripheral thing for the longest time i think at this point for young people particularly it is i think a misty sort of topic you know except it's it's misty it's sort of ephemeral in its details but if if you are of the right you know right religion right caste it might be a moment of triumph never you know nevertheless yesterday i was looking at a, lo- a lot of people's timelines and there was a lot of like oh you know um, that uh, akshay kumar burnall uh, jalgaya kind of uh, memes making the rounds i guess there is a moment of triumph for some people who are deeply invested but i don't know whether ba- babri masjid or ramjanmabhoomi has the same feeling for you know people in their 20s and 30s but i would have thought that in the south it would be a non issue at least back then it seemed like a non issue in the 90s yeah it did but in the 90s in the 90s we had a much more heterogeneous political climate right i mean the whole movement uh, around around the bjp and around hindutva has been also about homogenization and trying to make everything the same and every uh, political issue that is deemed important in delhi to be important for us as well right no but that's what i'm saying it never was and even now if you were to go by the parties in power rather than karnataka you know the bjp got less than 1200 votes in jayalalitha's vacant mla seat after she died so clearly the bjp is a non entity in many parts of the south in such an environment 
I'm surprised it's an issue there at all. Yeah, um, no, I agree with you that it isn't the same. It isn't the same scale. You know, it isn't the same kind of resonance over here. But I think it feeds into a larger machinery of triumph, if if that makes sense. You know, a right. larger machinery of who's winning and who's le- losing. And uh, I guess it also depends on how plugged into you, plugged in you are into this. I guess public relations machinery of winning. Mm-hmm. So tell me about Bangalore. You know, the whole mythology of Bangalore is this: either it is this very beautiful educated retired army officers or professors and scientists who live in bangalore or it's this happening places where pubs used to exist before they existed anywhere else in india but you have tejasvi surya as an mp you have some of the most shocking incidents happening that even won't happen in delhi you know on the streets what gives was bangalore always like this or has it become like this explain to me because you're from bangalore right I don't know. I've I've never had. I mean, I grew up here. I've never had this mythology about Bangalore being uh, particularly different in terms of uh, crime or casteism or anything of that sort. We do have a multiculturalism that comes out of being a multiple language city, you know, and that does feed into uh, some ease and uh, some preparation for being different from each other. Like if you don't quite understand what the other person says, you're sort of okay with that. And that's that is actually something that feeds into the culture. Um, in terms of, you know, majoritarian politics, Bangalore has as much as anywhere else, right? So, right. which is why Tejasvi Surya wins from the richest part of Bangalore. It wins from the most well, upper caste part yeah. of Bangalore. That's that's not surprising at all, right? And when you say it's a multilingual, uh, I mean, what you're saying, there's, there's Kannada, there's English, there's Hindi, like, sorry, when you say multilingual, what, what are the languages spoken in Bangalore? Uh, well, okay, so Kannada, Tamil, and Telugu, and uh, Dakni, which is uh, a kind of, uh, as in, recognizable to other people as Urdu, but it's Dakni is a language in itself, and uh, now a ton of Hindi, which is spoken all over, uh, all over Bangalore, and depending on which part of the city you are in, you can get away with speaking any one thing your entire life. Like if you live in Kormangla and you're someone who grew up in Kormangla, there are many people who don't speak any Kannada and they just assume that Telugu is the language to speak and it's it's fine, you can get by, there's no problem. Or if you uh, grew up in the part of Bangalore that I grew up in, people will ask you, you've lived in Bangalore for so long and you don't speak Tamil, you know, that's, that's a completely like normal thing. And most people that you bump into, working class people speak five languages. And it does make for a kind of ease of interaction between people because you're participating in in the other person knowing something and you knowing something and you trying to meet each other halfway. And I, I do think that makes Bangalore special. Okay, uh, so before you go, there's this one email that I wanted your feedback on as well. And I'd like the panel's feedback and then we can get back to discussing the CBI court's verdict. This mail is from Amita. And it is uh, almost 200 words longer than the prescribed word limit. But I will read the whole thing because it's a very specific critique and criticism she has. Hi, I have been a subscriber for years now. You can look it up. I stumbled upon this article and I'm honestly disappointed by the journalist's analysis of this scenario and the support for someone I have watched and admired for years for his batting skills. And then uh, Amita has given the link to the article, Sunil Gavaskar, how the Indian media manufactured a distasteful comment. Mm. I really do not care how the rest of the media houses cover the news and the outrage I pay to keep news free. So I found this article appalling. According to your piece, you say Mr. Gavaskar said, Ab jab lockdown tha, to sirf Anushka ki bowling ki practice ki unhone wo video dekhye, usse to kuch nahi banna hai. How can you not see a problem with that? The reason I have a problem with are follows. What Gavaskar likely meant... 
really are we reading in a person's mind on what he maybe meant he has not commented is that what one is paying you for to guess what he meant for years on end we have been hearing stuff like since his girlfriend or wife is in the stands the cricketer is lucky or unlucky what kind of practice did the cricketer who made 130 odd runs in 60 plus balls have was he practicing with someone else in these covid times he has his game he sometimes has his misses why is the wife involved talk about his game tell him he needed more practice it was a private scenario a couple was playing together why would you want to make a joke about their private moment he is a commentator not a comedian he should have stuck with virat kohli's cricket on that particular day tongue in cheek humor is extremely funny right you can say anything behind the excuse to ridicule a woman when she has nothing to do with the scenario as a person who is a former cricketer i am completely appalled by the way he says in your comment your said comment do we know how well she can play cricket has she had a history with it why is she not good enough is he playing with someone that is not good enough because she is his wife i'm sorry i was disappointed with this piece as a woman and a former cricketer and a follower of cricket uh, so that's basically you know what you say and thank you if you have read this i look forward to response so do you want to you know i completely disagree with this email okay <laughs> and i mean you should read news laundry email you should, uh, news laundry piece and also read alt news's piece on this it was a completely manufactured outrage firstly there is no i mean he is not blaming her it's as simple as that and you read the transcripts i mean alt news actually put out the whole transcript we didn't put the whole transcript but to me at least it was apparent just from that one line that he put out He wasn't blaming her at all. Virat Kohli was playing. The two commentators were just talking about how rusty everyone had gotten, and no one was getting enough practice. And he said, "Yeah, we, this was an offhand comment because that video hadn't got viral with Virat, you know, playing with Anushka. That we saw he only got practice. I mean, he didn't get enough practice. That's all he was saying. Mm. All he got was practice with Anushka, and of course, that's not going to help him in IPL. It's a really offhand comment. I think you're reading too much into it if you're saying is he blaming her? Is he bringing his no, wife also, into no, this? No, that is also because a lot of media, even on Twitter, I saw many people outraging. The sequence of events that they were told was that he got out. and then sunil gavaskar said this which was not the case yeah, which we pointed out which yeah, we pointed which out we so pointed he out. was playing so there was no failure or success at that time there was just it was a general comment but nisha and you know if also sorry one one small thing we didn't read into his mind that he meant yeah. this hmm. if you listen to the whole thing whole clip he clearly clear, 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 said so. that this is hmm. the case in fact it's reading into his mind by saying he's trying to blame anushka if that's you only read reading. this line you'll come to that conclusion but if you Listen to the whole thing. It's hmm. pretty. No, our story was as simple as that. How the other media read, misread, read or misread. Not not only did they misquote, they also got the chronology wrong. That he got out and then he said this, which is not what had happened. First, actually. there was outrage that because they misquoted him saying that they played Anushka's gendo with Kheela. So everyone was like, "Oh God, double no, on top." Hmm. No, but one thing is there. Knowing Sunil Gaskar, he has never made you know such hmm. comments in the past. So we can still, but but it can be interpreted either way. So she's right when she says that it is a tongue-in-cheek. It could be. Is, sure. You can interpret it anyway. Nisha, I would like you to weigh in on this. Did you see the comment? Have you heard the full thing? Did you see the outrage? Are you? I haven't. I haven't read your your article, but I I did see the whole thing play out. So I, I'm 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 finding it interesting because I mean, on one hand, yes, you can say that the sequence of events was such that you know it's sort of blown out of proportion. He was just making a sort of offhand remark. but i also i also see room for people to be upset by it like not like outraged if one wants to use capital letters but it's it's i think in same way that one makes room to say that it was an offhand remark it wasn't an insult um all of those things I, there is room for people to say that okay why is anushka once more in this offhand remark you know 
I mean, it's a sort of Uncle Ji remark which can fall into the mix of, of oh, let's just ignore it. It was not a big deal. Or we hear so many Uncle Ji remarks all day long that after a point, it becomes the straw that breaks the camel's back. But so what I is an Uncle Ji remark? Just, just so, because an Uncle Ji remark is what? Is it, it is a remark that is politically incorrect, that's sexist. Because what does an Uncle Ji remark mean? Because for I mean, me, it's, and it's I, a sort of like, it's a sort of like the go-to go-to wife joke you know the, the stuff that makes whatsapp forwards it's like a go-to thing it's easy it's not actually funny it's it's like a crutch and you know uh, it's it's interesting raman said you know sunil gavaskar doesn't make these kind of remarks and i wonder whether his commentary practice has been also rusty that he's forgotten how to make commentary during uh, the lockdown. I mean, couldn't he have said something else? It's just a question. Like, why why lean on this one? I mean, I, I have a specific answer to that, but I, I get what you're saying. But I think Manisha wants to comment. Because there was a video of him playing cricket with his wife on his terrace. Now, let's say he had a five-year-old child. I would consider the remark at par that, well, he, you know, nobody's played in the last two months. I would say, well, I saw a video of him playing with his child, and I'm saying, well, his child is clearly not good enough. You know, no, no, I, I get saying, that. I get that it was humorous and it was, you know, possibly well-intentioned in that context of that video, 100%. But I also see that there is a larger context, a context of Anushka blaming, right? It's not he. It's not the. It's not a one-off. There's been a history of Anushka blaming. So in that context, I see why people are upset. I see why Anushka was upset, and I certainly see why your reader was upset. Right. Hmm. So this might be that one thing that pissed her off too much. And I think it's acceptable for us to say that this pissed her off. Like we don't have to lean entirely on working out the details in which how this comment was made. You can say that it was, you know, it wasn't that important or that like that gross. It was just like a sort of throwaway remark. But one can also make the same argument for why people were annoyed. You know, so so just so I understand, what was the last time she was dragged in? I'm uh, unfamiliar with that. What happened? She was, uh, I think he had had a bad um, innings at one of the matches, and then she got trolled because she was around him. This was when they were still dating. She wasn't. As in, she was but, at the yeah, she was tournament. at the match. I forget which match. It was she IPL was Beng- Bangalore. And she got trolled I think by people on internet. This is yes, not yes. Co- by journalists she, or commentators, she, uh, but on the uh, internet. Uh, ki, Panati or whatever she's, you know, hmm. coming. And at that time, Sunil Gavaskar had actually lashed out against the trolls, saying that these are frustus. You can't like blame her for this. He's also someone who's vociferously hmm. championed wives and girlfriends accompanying the cricketers to yes. to their tournaments, saying that you know they can go back to home if they want to, even if they're on a tournament. So a there's that. But I just wanted to add to Nisha's point. Like I, a lot of people did actually message me also and say that they completely hated the piece and why bring in the wife at all. But that's not an argument anyone made in the pieces that we rebutted. Mm. No one said, why bring in the wife at all? I'm will- I will- I don't agree with that position, but I'm still willing to engage with it. That Anushka means just ban wife mention. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think that's, that's a little ridiculous. That is, so, pretend that's, the person doesn't. That's fine. Okay, but but fine. Because she's been trolled, you just don't want her to put her... No, 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 not at all. Ban wife mentions. I mean, I wish there was possible. Ban wife mentions is not it. I'm just saying, it's kind of lame, yeah, guys. I mean, I'm old enough to remember a time when Monica Sellers was playing and it was acceptable for a commentator to say, wow, look at her grunting. I don't want to be the person outside her door uh, on the day of her wedding night, right? I mean, that's where we're coming from. It's it's okay for some surveillance and some like uh, you know criticism of Sunil Gavaskar or whoever else's commentary. I think we can be robust enough to say it was not very funny. We can move on. Yeah, which is fine. Which is what I'm saying that that's not a criticism that anyone put forward. The criticism was he's sexist. He's a dick. He's blaming Anushka for the uh, loss. Boycott yeah. him. 
So yeah. you know those two things are different. I think like you can make this, you can make the comment that it wasn't funny, and maybe yeah, like you said, he's gotten rusty. And please find better things to say. But that's just not <laughs> a criticism anyone put forward. And right. he wasn't and I, if i heard it correctly he wasn't blaming her in any way it wasn't right? no, 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 it wasn't a blame but the tone was such you can interpret it but, either can interpret, if you but, misplace if you if you <laughs> pluck it out you know uh, no but but anyway so i just yeah i think this is one of those things but uh, anyway thanks uh, for the email thanks for sharing your views yeah uh, really appreciate your hey, amita thank you for having me on i i really enjoyed myself No, uh, but but before you go, you have to give us some um, recommendations. But I just want to thank Amita also for pointing this out. And Amita, uh, when you say you play cricket, I'm so thrilled that you do, yeah. Because I think there should be more and more women who should take up sports seriously, and that is something that I'm trying in vain to get my niece to do. Uh, but she's, I mean, she's good, but she doesn't think of it as serious enough to pursue in a very serious way as a career. as a career yeah i was like dude if you're good enough you should just go with sport yeah but anyway but amita thank you for your support thank you for being a subscriber and i hope other pieces uh, that you read you find value in even if this was one you didn't like so nisha before you go can you give us a recommendation that you think will enrich the lives of our listeners is it okay if i give you two because i've just been thinking about which ones would make a better one you can give two but if if one of those is not your book then you should give three <laughs> okay Okay, so uh, one is a novel by Meena Kandeswami. It's called uh, Gypsy Goddess. It is about violence in the late sixties in um, a small village in Tamil Nadu. It's a really fascinating novel, and for people who want to understand how caste might play out differently in different parts of the country, it's a really good novel to read. The Gypsy Goddess by Meena Kandeswami. and uh, the other recommendation which is uh, all around this ssr and drugs and drama is a, a a film a short film that you can find on youtube actually it's a film by my friend uh, parmita vora and the film is called uh, morality tv and the loving jihad i won't tell you exactly why it is a strong parallel of the ssr situation i think you should go watch it on youtube it's i think 30 minutes it's fantastic it's um, it's in meerut around operation majnu and i guess that's all i need to say right and your third recommendation which you are too uh, modest to give let me do that for you is the women who forgot to invent facebook and other stories hey, thank you <laughs> by nisha so do check that out is it available on amazon uh, amazon flipkart most big bookstores in bigger cities and towns and, and in case you guys are late to the party and if you can find muthalik's address it's never too late to welcome him <laughs> to the chaddi scene bro <laughs> so so thanks nisha uh, have a good day have a great weekend yeah Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. Okay, so back to uh, the Babri verdict. Raman sir, you have covered this. Yes. Were you expecting anything different? Although I mean, Sharad Pawar, I see what he's saying. Uh, Sharad Pawar, for those of you who didn't see, said that we're not surprised. Uh, we were expecting this. I don't know whether he wants it to be read that because we knew all these people were innocent. Or whether he wants it to be read that we knew that the court would not convict them. <laughs> so you never know what Sharad Pawar means. but were you surprised uh, not really uh, any case which drags for 28 years is anyway dead so i don't expect any justice in a case like this this is what i can tell you i mean in 1992 on december 6th i was there i was in one of the rooftops uh, you know of a building right in front of the dome and uh, i saw early in the morning i think we we 
had gone to the roof at 7:30 in the morning and uh, we saw some sadhus coming uh, to the ram chabutra and uh, these sadhus were uh, having marijuana most of them and they were chill them that's because smoking... because they weren't scared of arna because <laughs> mal uh, they mal. was uh, they were smoking chill and uh, so we were just waiting for the aarti to start because a day before vhp's single uh, the president he had told us that this is going to be a symbolic car seva hmm. okay everybody reported symbolic car seva even i reported symbolic car seva but i had a source over there so so this fellow he gave me the information uh, that how a group of 100 and 150 people are going to enter early in the morning from through uh, from surya uh, saryu river from that uh, they are going to, going to take this route and they have been they are going to break this structure so he said ki this this has been given to the central government also this uh, intelligence this information hmm. ha so i was the only reporter only reporter in uh, ayodhya who wrote this report in fact i wrote it uh, i belong to patriot which was a very poor news, uh, newspaper we didn't have fax facility hmm. So I used to I mean poor like they didn't have resources. <laughs> poor in resources, <laughs> okay. uh, because I they didn't have money. So mm. I I just pastor I I said I want to go. So they sent me there, but they had no. I was living in a room, you know, costing two fifty rupees mm. a day. So I was away from the mainstream, uh, you know, uh, media. The mainstream media had the facility of uh, fax machines. I didn't have a fax. So there used to be a machine, teleprinter. kind of machine in the post office so i need to type my story in the post office so i was typing my story in the post office people came reporters came they looked so my story and they just frowned but next day each one of them when the when the structure was brought down they came in a queue and they shook hand ki was you were the only one who filed that story now having said that this intelligence report do not you know you can't hold them in the court of law i'm very surprised if you see the judgment he is referring to the local intelligence reports which said ki there could be a pakistani hand mm, but he that, hasn't referred to this intelligence <laughs> he report he didn't refer to this intelligence <laughs> report so and but i know it for a fact that intelligence reports you know they don't have they have just one line most secret it is mm. not signed by anyone it nobody uh, mm-hmm. so so you can't ascribe it to any one particular and source and you can't present them in the court of law so i was so surprised when this judge is talking about local intelligence reports and is quoting them and he said ki they may be a pakistani hand but now th- th- let's look at this as you know as dispassionately as possible much as i detest hindutva politics and the leaders who made it possible and like i've said now because of modi suddenly advani is a object of sympathy because he's me can mere so so now it's justified that he talks like that the fact is that he even spoke like this when he wasn't who was that man do you have any seen this is uh, when, when i used to write this takhim off just for fun even when he was shooting you know if i write the script and that day the guy who used to do that vani voices to come so that we used to talk to each other in the studio like this aapne itne late kyu aaye aap aise karke Please, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't remember him talking like that. I, you forgot as deputy prime minister, he was always croaking like this. So, no. But the point is, there was back then, and I, I know that the news track footage was used as evidence because there was evidence of someone saying, "Abhi dekho kya hota hai." There were photographs of a trial run, them bringing down big mounds elsewhere. So, those specific people 
can be you know convicted that it was a pre-planned conspiracy to bring down this mosque the people who were you know doing that whole practice sessions and there were photographs evidence of that and i think that conviction should and could have happened but i don't see how a speech of advani all the dog whistles that happen can be convicted in the court of law it's like much as i detest trump's dog whistles he cannot be convicted for a violent outcome that happens because of you know the proud boys him saying stand by stand back so legally i'm not sure if we would want to go into that kind of precedence i think and the problem is that if they would have convicted those guys who were actually doing the uh, rehearsal of how to bring this down then they would have been a bloody hell bade log reh gaye chhotro ko andar kar diya you see then it would have been a political liability so that's why they couldn't even convict them but if you were just to go by what in my view a court should go by those people should have been convicted a speech the ones that i've heard unless there's some speech that i haven't heard advani's rathyadar i don't see how that can lead to conviction no ha huh. so even at that time i had reported that and uh, cbi had taken my affidavit statement which is part of this uh, judgment i mean it was submitted in this court also so way i had said that advani he was I, i could see him on the other rooftop which was about 500 700 meter away and uh, advani he got up he was asking people to come down you know from the uh, from the dome so he did he wasn't telling them ki todo todo aisa nahi tha whereas we could see Man- murli manohar joshi and uma bharti they were very happy hmm. they were laughing oh, and people like ha, uma bharti or sadhvi whatever the one from ha. bhopal uh, they have said that we, we had gone to no the other one also pragya pragya so it's like saying now, now that was a just movement periyar's movement was a just movement but even periyar's movement led to a lot of violence against some brahmins can you convict periyar i don't think that would be fair what i'm saying is if you set up a precedent like that then everyone from omar khalid downwards can it it can it can can get into that zone much as one dislikes advani i don't see how one can expect a conviction of advani ah no so i no, i'll the, say i'll say no. two things one is the sadhvi ritambra and uh, uma bharti please we should we should play their speeches of that time and we should play speeches of people who have been accused of conspiracy in delhi riots yes. just juxtapose them speeches, compare yeah. them and tell us hey, what is i think that's a great idea we should just do this what is what is common this is uh, this is one thing i'll say second thing i'll say this was the entire december 6th it was very well planned like uh, nisha was telling that from uh, bangalore people had come so so the rss and the bjp had planned it extremely well and there were 2 lakh people hmm. gathered over there sure. and i think people like uh, vhp vhp people and bjp people they have to be responsible for this event because they 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 announced that this is going to be a symbolic kaseva and after that this and happens it into this. So, so i so, think but by saying the, 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 the but then the price they will have to pay has to be political uh-huh. but uh, meraji was saying no the, there two things here so one the part about speeches and all they were being held accountable for that because there's a law against incitement in this country but the other charge the main charge they were facing was one of conspiracy that wasn't based on speeches alone that was based on like raman sir said about the intelligence intelligence agencies had collected narsimha rao had said a lot of things that they cheated me they betrayed me they were planning this always the then home secretary there's there was a lot of evidence that this was a conspiracy they had sat together they had decided this will happen and then on the day in fact what he said about advani that was part of the plan 
that he'll pretend that oh this went out of hand that wasn't the case so that was a separate charge so they were being but what i'm saying is how can that. you prove that charge i mean that Conspiracy, that charge that is, was the whole point i, mean, that, because, I, I think it's impo- i think it's impossible to prove that that you know th- there was a boardroom where adwani said fir i'll pretend that to stop them then you could i you can't how can you I, no but that is the thing hey, besides i don't even believe it happened like that i mean and i mean that's a different matter whether it happened or not but the, that was the charge that was the thing no, that I don't all these project uh, like the intel agencies the police and the central government they had collected this evidence and on top of that the librahan commission they had collected sure. this evidence saying this was this and on the basis of that they were being prosecuted mm. so that was separate from incitement which is a different case all these leaders don't have to sit in a room to conspire exactly it doesn't <laughs> i'm sorry i'm no, sorry they, that... they'll unleash a political movement ah, and then it bloody yeah. goes but so, sometimes so, it goes the direction you wanted sometimes it bloody takes you over and eventually it has taken a... i think uh, hey, over only a mirage ho gaya ho gaya i think the video that uh, there's a one hour video on our website with atul raman sir madhu and mrityunjay who was a reporter with the news track i think that's a really must watch to understand what all may have transpired and in that mm. you guys do say that probably advani didn't know what was going to happen mm. vhp knew and vhp like used the bjp to get to the point of where the yatra reached and then when the dhancha fell down he was probably unaware is what madhu I mean mm. that's what she said and that's what I don't know what you think whether he knew or whether he, whether he was part of the conspiracy or not but uh, there's another point that she mentions about the mosque having been wired that such a big structure couldn't have come down with sickles and hammers right so somebody did wire it and if there were explosives used it couldn't be spontaneous hmm. explosives just yeah. lying around obviously there was yeah. a conspiracy <laughs> that was yeah. part of the evidence actually yeah. Yeah. So, of the case and and then people like sadhvi have said pragya ne to bola hua hai record pe ki ha hum todne gaye the hame garv se bolna chahiye shiv sena be back then was saying ki garv se bolo humne ye kara hai when lebron is saying that uma bharti is admitting her guilt hmm. so why don't you take exactly. it on the so, face I, mean, i don't know if it, people yeah. who you can i don't know I if mean, it went up to advani in the level of conspiracy but these guys clearly no, knew even if it went up to the level of conspiracy i don't think at least those of us who been following the case for the last 20 years because this is one of the most exciting I haven't seen anything that can pin Advani legally politically I think he has to take the blame for the shit that he has creek he has shoved our country in and he he set up that entire superstructure for Modi to and Yogi to take it to you know insane levels but like I said legally there are people who can be convicted but the moment you convict them it will be acha bachu chote paidon ko aapne le liya bade walon ko chhod diya no there has to be a collective blame i mean when when also, it comes to also let's not forget that it's not just the mosque right the riots followed it that killed ah, people ah. so the blame is not just ah, for me collective... babri falling down blame? it's people losing lives in scores ayodhya broke into riots there were people personally, murdered killed personally speaking it was a conspiracy it's very clear in the morning we saw that there were no preparations made for the aarti they had said ki they are going to have symbolic ka seva hmm. for symbolic ka seva you have to have an ram chabu i saw these uh, sadhus having marijuana mal phuk ke baithe the puja ki koi preparation nahi ho rahi thi chalam khol ke aankhe lal ekdam se red eyes and they were having chalam so i was saying ki yeah symbolic ka seva kaun i'm just imagining a young report so i was 30 year old at that time i'm 58 today you were 30 then but there were no mobiles otherwise you would have texted that that you would have texted that sadhu mal hai kya and navika would have seen those chats today ramat kripal ne sadhu matvakankshanand ko bola ki whatever <laughs> but, but were, i mean in, in retrospect if you really think about it this was always going to happen that these people would go scot free because if you really oh, look at surprised. like the culture of 
unaccountability that India has created since '47. There's not been a culture of accountability anyway. Yeah. If you really think about it, exactly. I mean, Indira Gandhi imposed emergency. Three years later, she was back in power and with a bigger majority and more power. See, political accountability though is too abstract a theme to really ask for specifics. But legal and you know judicial accountability is something that you know whether it's a Rukhsana Sultana or Sanjay Gandhi or Sanjay Gandhi's cronies. Why no one suffered is true. See, why I don't consider it political account. This is is a case of political accountable because a crime had happened. So I don't consider it a case of political accountability. I I think that these people were responsible for it. They brought in two lakhs of people who were extremely aggressive and violent. Uh, you know, in the past, uh, before before the uh, this thing symbolic car seva happened, they had announced that symbolic car seva will happen, but nothing of that sort happened. But sir, that's a very slippery slope. You know, when if if you say it should be beyond political accountability and it should be judicial accountability, then any political speech that leads to any pushback anywhere is is drawn in. Now, some of those are just, some of those are unjust. But politicians play in on a canvas, the color of which is determined by the collective conscience of that age. So, you know, for a Black Lives Matter, you know, person to say, or let's say Chandrasekhar that tomorrow says, like, um, you know, Suraj Yengde, who I have interviewed, some of his tweets, now let's say those are not tweets, he's making a speech, ki, you know, Dalit ki beti kya, hum ha, hum bachche hain, you know, they mentioned the caste, hum ladenge, dekhte hain, he has referred to Yogi as Takle. Okay, he's Harvard. Now tomorrow someone goes and bloody slaps him on the head. Has that guy, is he liable for that criminal act? No, what no. I'm saying is then it becomes very, if, if a speech that is not asking for a specific outcome is also kind of thrown into the judicial accountability, then politics becomes impossible to conduct. It goes beyond, uh, goes beyond the speeches. It was a program organized on December 6th where all these politicians gathered. And, and, under, under, and, and, and when they were seeing, they were watching the dome coming down. And, and that is why the, a crime had happened. Yeah, so that I think is that's why, you go backwards. Huh? If you've established a crime has happened, yes, crime then you have happened. to, I think legally, there's enough yes. grounds to go at people who are accomplice in that huh. crime. And also, it this happens in terror cases all the time. They were speaking in ambiguous terms. The slogan was, Ek Dakka Or Do. Hmm. No, but was that, was that Adani's slogan? That it was, was the slogan of the moment he was leading it. But he never led that slogan. Now, what I'm saying is that I, I really think one has to be very careful when one is wanting, uh, you know, not just punishment, for, but what's the bigger retribution. term? Retribution for people one dislikes. Because that same logic can be applied across the board. Divisive and disgusting as his politics is, if there is no specific instruction of him that can be pinned to the outcome, I think it is extremely dangerous to ask for a conviction on that because by that logic... I think Periyar can be convicted for any attack that happened to a Tamil Brahmin. And I know in my family it has happened when, when uh, you know, when when uh, my grandfather was around at the time. By that logic, Periyar, you know, by that logic, you know, Baba Ambedkar can be convicted for crimes of a pushback. Then then it goes into a completely different zone. No, I mean, if even, I, if the, even if a crime has happened. If I'm sitting on a stage and from that stage, somebody gives a nara, ek dhaka or do, and I remain silent, I am complicit. That's what I feel. I don't think legally you are. I am. I am. Legally, That's you are, can't be complicit. I am complicit. I mean, if 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 someone is giving that nara from the same stage, I am complicit. 
No, so I'm talking about Advani and those political leaders. I'm not talking about the rest. They are clearly they can be convicted. Yeah, so Advani, that is the thing. So Librahan Commission, the Intel agencies, all of them apparently had evidence against him, hmm. but it was never used. I mean, let alone Advani, it wasn't used against all the others who were on tape saying that we did it. Hmm. And for being party to the crowd, sure. I mean, maybe not a severe conviction, but six months, one year. I mean, he was still like Raman sir said on the stage, being quiet. letting things happen so mm-hmm. when a crime happens the complices of small and big magnitude all do get rogered by the law for example the defamation case if i get convicted as a reporter my editor also gets convicted for for a i mean whatever mm-hmm. little but he also gets but editor wasn't involved na so mm. so, so uh, i'm talking of criminal uh, okay defamation so um i have a couple of emails Uh, after which i would like to discuss a little bit about the us presidential debate which mehraj is watching i'm sure very closely no not this time no? oh bernie chala gaya isliye it's bernie hota to you would yeah definitely <laughs> i see so uh, this email is from okay he doesn't want me to mention his name oh my god i wanted to chime in and give you guys a one on one 101 on modern cbd and marijuana culture also we have forgotten our past so well throughout the 19th century we as indians played a role of drug producers often reluctant and coerced in a lot of cases while east india company made millions of pounds the original cartel turning generations of chinese into helpless addicts indians on raj payroll helped british fight the canton when they tried to stop the incoming shipments of opium and businessmen from kolkata and mumbai lobbied the queen to send the royal navy to keep the supply routes open and he has sent a youtube clip to uh, tell us about this about this if you really want to like read this in a f- very great literature on this is uh, amitav ghosh's trilogy ibis trilogy that's partly about this the right. opium was and oh amazing right now i'm reading another classic which one it's called who killed shastri by vivek agnihotri i'll be interviewing <laughs> him next week so i'm just saying i'm just reading that book he's such a sucker for pain yeah agnihotri okay so <laughs> this email is from shankar hello nl team Shankar here I am really curious if you are considering doing an episode with a health expert to discuss important scientific aspects of the ongoing pandemic especially takeaways from some of the most recent SARS COV2 related research as a microbiologist I am amazed that key aspects of the pandemic such as secondary bacterial infection and the virus making and virus makes people in the hospital more prone to herd immunity and even key details regarding vaccination are discussed at great length yes these are not incredibly glamorous topics but given where we are right now i think it is more pressing than ever i would love to hear the thoughts of a leading health expert in india on a covid-19 related research in the country if that's something that you think is feasible regarding last episode's discussion on the current education system in india manisha's anarchist rant made my day yes. i actually expected a little more bit of context <laughs> on how the system has changed over the years or has not before delving into individual comments of the panelists as someone who has not been part of the indian education system for 9 years now i'm very curious to hear your thoughts on the now then and now of the general of the education system and if there is a difference while we were on the subject of the last episode i found a lot of what chetan bhagat said strange and hypocritical his suggestion that people should be 
made to critically think about things from various angles feminist for instance he suggested in schools was something i found truly hypocritical given his wrongful mansplaining of feminism various times in the past this is not to say that i don't agree with his suggestion or that i am cancelling him but for someone who also discusses credibility of the famous later on i couldn't help but wonder at the hypocrisy of that suggestion also i expected a stronger argument from the panelists when he said rather nonchalantly that the bollywood industry should for now just sit and listen and consequently be examined through the authoritative lens of the current government and let things be quietly investigated i'm hoping that i did not take up take the aforementioned statement grossly out of context but if i did i apologize shankar don't apologize bro thank you for your subscription thank you for your support and thank you for this mail i'll just go to the panel on the then and now it was truly inspiring to listen to manisha's rant although i do think she went a bit over of completely dismissing school and as another subscriber i will read that letter has written that while that is true there is something to be said about schools and how they equalize the playing field to a certain extent otherwise only the privileged would be if i have kids i won't send them to school or i'll send them with pepper spray and say use it <laughs> why someone used to beat you up or what <laughs> go wild No, no one used to beat me up. Then I was your, bullied. Then your children are the one that people like me <laughs> no, will complain. No, I just disliked all my teachers. Don't do my children like Manisha's children. Don't do them in their class. Don't expel them from school. How can you keep them from school? No, I just hated all my teachers. That's all. <laughs> I think Nothing one uh, big difference that's I mean, happening is the rapid privatization of education in this country. And the consequences of that are going to be catastrophic. Because that means a lot of the marginalized people are going to, the inequality is only going to grow and grow and grow and grow. And another thing is, one thing that has remained, uh, remained static is like, I agree with Manisha, is the quality of teachers. I mean, the when they were trying to, they brought in that new education policy, we'll do this and that and everything. Mm. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, the quality If the of teacher teachers who determine. teaches it okay. is the yeah. same, it's not going to help. Although I do think, again, this is a very, I guess, elitist lens, but I have been to Ashoka University and I have interacted with some of the professors there. It is truly an international level university in the sense of the quality of some of their faculty. I'm not saying all, at least the ones that I met, which wasn't the case when I was in college. So yeah. there was no college in India that had that. But it's very expensive. It's, it's super expensive. It's like sending a child abroad, basically. So I think the only then and now, you know, that I will uh, speak about and Shankar, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing is, ऐसी I I don't know how you and I don't know, maybe if I were to spend 3 days thinking about it or a lifetime thinking about it but people who are in education when I go to schools that I had been to and I see no fear I think it's a problem because we are not in Germany you know I have gone to schools in Germany there the rest of society works so well that even if there is no fear of a punishment a child will do his work because everything works here the environment a child lives in is an environment that unless you have something to fear you don't fucking do anything right you can break a law you can cut a red light you can and if that is the same mindset the child brings to school with him or her i don't think you can have any sort of discipline imposed i, I disagree with this uh, atmosphere of fear sorry uh, i mean someone fact, that was my someone like me who has gone through this scanning culture mm. because we had this scanning culture mm. in my, and i hated it and i think i think things can be we can do it much better if we just organize 
स्टूडेंट्स यू नो इन 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 अ मैनर यू नो दे लव देअर वर्क दैट्स द मोस्ट इम्पॉर्टेंट थिंग इफ यू इफ आई लव माई स्टडी आई विल आई विल जस्ट गो फॉर इट बट इफ यू इफ यूज कितना बात कर इफ यू पुट फियर इन टू माई माइंड कि साला करो 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 सबका इंसेंटिव सेम थोड़ा होता है ये तो वही हो गया कि एवरीवन शुड लव टू वर्क फॉर द कम्यून फॉर फॉर द ग्रेटर गुड ऑफ सोसाइटी व्हाई द फक आई डोंट आई डोंट वांट आई डोंट फकिंग वांट टू गो टू क्लास आई डोंट वांट टू वेक अप एट 7 दिस होल आई वांट व्हाट यू डू होल कैनिंग कल्चर रियली रियली अफेक्ट्स यू बैडली आई एम नॉट सेइंग यू हैव टू केन आई एम सेइंग देयर हैज टू बी सम इन आवर स्कूल देयर वाजंट केनिंग बट देयर वाज द इक्वेशन स्लैप नाउ आई एम नॉट सेइंग स्लैप थिंग अबाउट बोथ आई एम जस्ट सेइंग दैट देयर हैज टू बी Uh, basically Some physical, uh, so you you haven't had caning no then you, you don't know what it is then you, you don't know, know what it is slaps ask someone kicks. like me who still yeah, carries get, the scars you get of caning and, and stuff yeah. i remember yeah. wait hold on your teachers <laughs> were kicking you in dhun school yeah they say that on record yeah, what sure. they'll just like punch you or kick you on they the stomach they punch you but like let's say you let's say he swung and you like moved back and then if he was fast enough then he'd say acha bachu you've dodged my slap ab ye kick le thakak so one of the something would get you or or a, for example our wow. pt instructor he was you know he, he'd kick you like he's a turn around you turn around you want <laughs> kick on your ass you know you'd like you you'd land like 2 meters in front See, you were generally a thick sink person so you took it but we had need to ask other people in your class so, i'm not saying every one thing hang on you know one hang on hang on you know i'm just saying that you know the assumption here is that it is like revadi is buttered jaise prasad batta hai sabko milta hai sabko nahi milta suppose You see someone getting it. That's enough for you to fall in line. Now I'm not saying everyone got slapped. Fine, it was just a thick skin who got slapped. But all I'm saying is I'm not saying you have to get slapped. Okay, this is the problem I have with schools today. And also, someone wrote an article on this on on this whole Zoom culture where mothers and grandparents are sitting and saying, "Ah, my child is asking you to say, 'Why are you talking rudely to him? Why are you talking rudely to her?" <laughs> that and is you know, a, this doctor has also it's a brute video. He has said that you know there's WhatsApp going on. How I can't believe the teachers are of such low caliber. I was witnessing my child. He says if I was doing surgery and that child's parents are looking over me, then what are you doing? I'd say get out. Hey, why are teachers allowing these kids? And आप बच्चे को ऊंची आवाज से बात करो ओहो टॉक्सिक वर्क एनवायरमेंट है क्लास से निकलने को बोलो ओहो ही इज बीइंग डिप्राइव्ड तो आप घर पे रखे पढ़ाओ ना फिर वो इससे क्यों आप आप तो जीनियस हो साला आई जस्ट थिंक फकिंग इफ यू कांट इफ यू कांट टेक अ लिटिल बिट ऑफ वर्किंग अराउंड देन स्टे होम नो बट व्हेन डज दिस मॉली कॉलिंग हैपन आई मीन अपार्ट फ्रॉम लाइक अ फ्यू एलिट स्कूल्स एंड स्टफ इट हैपेंस इट स्टिल हैपेंस एवरीवेयर गो टू एनी स्कूल लाइक इन रूरल इंडिया एंड एल्सवेयर बट व्हाट आई एम सेइंग इज देयर एंड नाउ हमारे फर्क पड़ा badly, badly beaten, beaten. Yeah. which is i think a crime yeah that is of course i remember yeah. one of my teachers you have that compass no in that geometry box uh-huh. when you're doing maths he pieced a guy's ears with that oh dear that is that is sadistic thing to do <laughs> that's not corporal no, punishment the problem with most teachers they are uh-huh. just sadists Okay. They're just assholes. Okay, so so me, so me. If we have any subscribers who are teachers, I don't mean everyone. We guys. don't need no education. I just education. mean like ninety nine percent of them, not everyone. Yeah, right. I wanted to be a teacher. No, but it's a culture. See, if like when I was studying, so if the teacher beat you up and you went home to complain, they'd come to the teacher tomorrow and say, "Good, mm, exactly, again. yeah." deserve it the, the parents yeah. would say the, i mean the parents would never complain they they'd say be harsh in fact just to give an example this morning i i was uh, a bit late because gurugram have enrolled the kids for a football coaching because now that the regular coaching is closed the baichang budia football academy is closed so a friend of mine has organized there there's a one on one training session with a coach so i took 
my niece and nephew and they were with the coach and the coach was saying, okay, now do this drill, do that drill. In the middle, they're fighting with each other. In the middle, they're saying, I'm better than you. No, yeah, they're trying to kick each other. They're, and he's saying, come on, come on, focus, pay attention, pay attention. Fucking, you should say, bloody, pay attention, I'll kick your ass. No, I went to him, I said, you can't, I said, you can't tell my niece and nephew, say, come on, come on, pay attention. They're not going to listen to you, man. They'll do what the hell. So, so I, I, was, I said, so next time, you will raise your voice. Otherwise, they're not going to listen to you. That's a fact. They will do their own thing. No, I don't think that's true. I mean, if you know how to teach without... I mean, I have had... I have been lucky to have such teachers also. I mean, who I never saw pick up a stick. But they were the best teachers. Yeah. And it's mostly language teachers who are really nice. At least in my experience, it's been the Hindi and English teachers who've been nice. My teacher I'm talking about, he had only studied up to like class 11 or something. I haven't seen a better teacher than him. Hmm. What did he teach? Everything like history because okay. school now. So, you but can, yeah. I've yeah. had some wonderful teachers in life and I've had some terrible teachers in life. Just like I've had some wonderful colleagues in life and I've had some terrible colleagues in life. So I th- I think it's it's not unique to yeah, anyone. It's, uh, yeah, it's I, not uniform. Yeah. Yes. I, I, no, but the only thing no, I think is can... why it is the circumstance makes it unique, not the individuals or professionals. Because as a professional, when I was in Newstrack, I was a fairly confident 20-year-old. So it didn't even matter if the boss, you know, 20 years older than me, pretty yelled at me. It was water off my back. When you're 12, then it's different. So the circumstance is different. The people aren't. And I just find like, I had a teacher who used to love humiliating me and make me sit on the ground and work. And I used to find really humiliating at that time. And till date, I think that person was a sadist and a sick human being. And that guy would kiss the asses of all these naths and all the, you know, the, the, rich kids and the minister's sons because you know they're all looking for somebody post retirement fucking uh, this thing so of course you had those kind of teachers but you also had wonderful teachers yeah. you know they were all sorts of shit and life is going to throw all sorts of shit at you if you want to protect your child from the shit then when the child actually goes out into the world nah, then be ready for a bloody huge slap on the face a metaphorical one while you saved the literal one I'm just saying <laughs> but okay Sumit says Dear Abhinandan and Hafta team Thanks for an outstanding episode 295. I hope Jayashree is a permanent addition to the panel. More women voices, please. I was also glad to hear Chetan Bhagat on the podcast. Chetan seems to be one of those people who is traversing a line with Modi, similar to the Gartner hype cycle. One of Modi's cheerleaders in his early days, he now seems to be in a trough of disillusionment. The issue is that our democracy has become so presidential in nature that most well-meaning people don't see an alternative. I suspect that despise, despite his criticism, Chetan and other such commentators won't help bring in an alternative. Hence, the rest of the diagram applies too. The diagram that Sumit is referring to is, you can see it on our website. This article will be there, this letter. But on the y-axis is expectation and on the x-axis there's time and where the y and x meet at zero point is ooh, Gujarat model! Exclamation mark. <laughs> then it rises steeply. That means expectations rise steeply in very little time and then they reach the peak of Ache Din. Aane wale hain. And then that graph collapses again very quickly to demo GST lockdown farm bill. Okay. So that is when people are most disillusioned and expectations have gone down. Then again, they slowly rise. Tina aiga to modihi. There is no alternatively. And then they flat, they flatten. And then it just goes flat. Expectations aren't going up or down. Then on the x-axis, that's time. This line is parallel to the x-axis. And the expectation remains that it doesn't go up or down. And that line is called the Chalo Phir Ek Bar. So, uh, then a couple of other points that our wonderful graphic artist Sumit is making. I heard Anand say that creative thinking and other such newfangled ideas can't be taught in the classroom. I think Anand has the same misconception of creative thinking that most of us have. 
we equate the creative process with genius yet you can't teach genius but you can teach the creative process which is not dependent on a moment of brilliance creativity is about putting the hard yards of framing a hypothesis proving or disproving it testing ideas with real consumers and literally till you get it right this is what design schools teach but it's a literacy worth introducing in schools about genius in many if not all cases genius comes from years of deliberate practice so creativity or genius isn't really exclusive of the rigor that anand advocates for while i agree with manisha's tirade against schools i think a good school system levels the playing field i know speaking of the finish system is almost a cliche but there is something to be said about creating a free and compulsory education system that actually works i know that i've had the controlling loser type teachers who have hated as well but at the same time there are a large number of passionate teachers working in very resource constrained environments who need facilities good remuneration and yeah. regular training projects like arvind gupta's science center and gcl gandhinagar need to find their way into mainstream education so we enrich teachers and children's lives at school instead of being overly harsh to the system sumit thanks sumit for that wonderful mail uh, and for your support uh, you have something to say anyone i think he makes a good point i mean if you pick the best teachers and train them like hmm. give them the best training there is you can see like a huge huge improvement And all the other things resources yeah like you that comes later them. i mean you can give them resources also if the teacher is not good mm. they'll be wasted then this mail is from abhijit nayar abhijit says i've been following your work for the past 4 or 5 months and i have been a disruptor for about 2 months i work in a bpo in mumbai currently working from home i listen to your podcast while working especially hafta i eagerly wait for each episode not only do i find it informative but it sets a benchmark for how discussions should be conducted in my opinion special thanks Manisha for diving into the toxicity of our news channels to bring us the gem of TV nuisance. Thank you. Atil for anul tippani and the only place where I've ever heard such pure Hindi and makes me like the language. <laughs> Meghnath for constitution which was insanely better humorous and informative than the civics lecture I got in school. Abhinandan for karare chane. Thank you. <laughs> Your contribution. And various interviews and shows you host and Raman, Anand and Mehraj for their well-read comments and observations on the topics of discussion. Thank you. I know you guys will be discussing the Hathras rape case would like you to go, would to emphasize on what should be actually done by the government in such a case besides swift action. Yeah, I mean what what specific if if you could influence what Yogi ji could do right now what specific would you want him to do at once? No, you mean uh, in terms of this case? Yes, uh, yes. The yes. justice in this case? In this case, correct. Just material evidence is you go you you follow a course it's it's very simple I mean the three persons four persons who have been arrested what have they seized what have the police seized have they been uh, have their clothes been sent for the forensic test the woman in what condition this girl was found about her clothes and whether she was medically examined at that time not after 7 days i mean at that time whether she was uh, so so you need to if you if you are thorough with your investigation you will do justice i mean uh, and, and i think the first thing you should do is he should just fire like some of those cops i think that'll just put the fear the of god one. into the rest yeah. exactly the see, and not suspend and transfer yeah. to somewhere else they should be fired and, and criminal investigation should start at least that will make sure that the rest are shitting bricks that dude if i don't do my job properly i'll be fired. i think the bosses i don't know if all the cops but the the boss cop who would have taken the decision sp and all because cm cm has uh, you know set up a sit team investigating into this the that, cops that is the problem if you don't Co- want anything to happen you set up a committee yeah report is going to come in some Manisha days. your suggestion no yeah what i just but said. as a phenomenon like i said earlier it's a social Society problem so the that solution is. has to be social then kamal murthy has written the most beautiful 49 word email kamal says hi guys and one awesome girl loved your <laughs> latest hafta 
and even now there will be two girls jayshree will also be yes and even yes, please bagla bhagat couldn't ruin it that's not nice kamal Uh, you guys don't live up. I mean, this is mean. Chetan predicted this mean reaction. Yeah, he predicted don't meanness. Don't be mean, yeah. Yeah, and anyway, I like Chetan, but the thing he is, pristine. I think now at least it's water off his back. Earlier, he used to be very sensitive about this. I'm glad he isn't anymore. Totally agree with Manisha. School sucks. <laughs> My joy knew no bounds when a nun was transferred. <laughs> or better still, okay, I'm not going to complete that sentence, Kamal. That you're very cruel. Kamal, you sh- I, are you are you maybe this Rajshree writing? Because only Rajshree and Kamal can be so cruel. But but uh, thank you for your subscription, nevertheless. Yeah, but convents are specifically bad when it comes to schools. Hmm. Government schools equally. Ah, मतलब government schools या public schools होते हैं. Actually, you know, हमारे देश में ना एक cliche है ना वो India के बारे में whatever you say about India, the opposite is also true. It is a most accurate cliche. But the point I want to make is whenever one says anything, ना one is saying from one's own context but in india everyone's context is so different so if, if, if i'm if i say your schools bade improve ho gaye you know another person can say abhi chuti to kis desh mein rehta hai because he'll say kaha mere mere yaar to zara 100 saal se main up leke chalta hu hamare jab jaate the matlab i'm giving a gross bit of information kai bar pani nahi chalta tha to matlab aap bathroom mein second third hand saman ke sath baithe rehte the if you know what i mean Now that you had no choice क्योंकि फ्लश दिन में चार पांच बार ही चलेगा आज साल वहां बाथरूम देखो जाके स्कूल में वहां तो वाह वाह मतलब फाइव स्टार बाथरूम है अब अगर मैं बोलूँ लेकिन कोई और बोलेगा नहीं है अगर मैं बोलूँ लॉ एंड ऑर्डर आर टी आई देखो कितना फायदा हुआ है कोई और बोल सकता है हमारे स्टेट में हुआ नहीं तो इंडिया देश ही ऐसा है ना कि आप बस अपने कॉन्टेक्ट की बात कर the culture the sense of accountability it's so vastly different i have been a teacher in a village private school and a government school both for like several months villages 2 kilometers apart the difference is i can't tell you the way the teachers the parents sort of expect accountability from teachers the way kids learn the way teachers teach the sense of duty it's so vastly different i can't tell you also so did you bash up anyone no <laughs> <laughs> because I I had known what it does to people so no, I No but I'm just saying aap teachers teachers ki baat karte rehte ho ab aapne gulal dekhi hai dekhiye jaise wo ek professor ko utha ke usko rape karta ab I don't know whether you have friends in Allahabad and stuff you know Allahabad university ho gayi wahan ke matlab teachers would be scared of students yaar school mein I think what a month ago there was a case of this 14 year old boys having raped a child I mean what you're saying is you're in a society where and i am always reluctant like for example no matter how heinous the crime i have never been an advocate of criminal punishment for anyone who is a minor even in the case of the of jyoti singh of delhi because when you go down that road dude then then it becomes a very slippery slope so now when you have that 14 year old child now i'm not saying every child in that school is a rapist but that is the you see that is the ether that they are swimming in what are you going to get this child to listen to you बेटा काम कर लो देखो आई मेक योर क्लास मोर इंटरेस्टिंग लाइक व्हाट द फक आर यू गोइंग टू गेट अ चाइल्ड हु इज कैपेबल ऑफ रेप एट द एज ऑफ 14 नाउ आई एम नॉट सेइंग एवरीवन इज कैपेबल ऑफ रेप बट ऑल आई एम सेइंग इज दैट वन टेंड्स टू फॉरगेट द एनवायरनमेंट दैट अस एंड आई हैव ब्रॉट दिस अप इन द पास्ट एंड आई हैव रिटन अ कॉलम ऑन दिस व्हेन आई यूज्ड टू राइट फॉर एनडीटीवी व्हेन आज तक वाज शोइंग दिस वीडियो ऑफ दिस कॉप हु वाज पनिशिंग दिस दिस फेलो बाय ड्रैगिंग हिम ऑन द बाइक नो जैसे ठाकुर घोड़ा चला रहे थे और रगड़ते तो घोड़ा तो था नहीं उसके पास उसके पास 100 सीसी बाइक थी जो ड्रैग कर रहा था और पीछे बच्चे छे छे पांच पांच साल के देव रनिंग बिहाइंड लाफिंग एंड किकिंग दिस गाय नाउ व्हेन द चाइल्ड बिकम्स 12 व्हाट द फक यू गोना टेल दैट किड या दैट बेबी लिसन टू मी बिकॉज़ आई एम अ टीचर ही जस्ट फकिंग किक्ड अ गाय वाज ऑलमोस्ट डेड बीइंग ड्रैग्ड 
so i'm just saying when you live in a society like this you got to i mean you can't have these little oases of of you know calm and peace where everybody is going to be wonderful i think it's extremely frustrating being a teacher man. social you're problems fucking, social you're, is, you're, you're yeah, dealing with all the poison that has been poured into these little shits in front of you yeah how are you going to deal with them so the funny thing is so when i was teaching in my own that school a lot of kids were my neighbors right whenever i used to tell them anything they wouldn't listen to me because like that, that sort of they would play cricket with me at home and stuff and all that so in school when i told them something as a teacher they would never listen <laughs> i had nothing to i, I couldn't do anything i mean mm. i couldn't yeah. bash them off yeah. so <laughs> so this letter is from daman daman says i finally caved in and i'm no longer a mufat khor yo three cheers for daman have converted from mufat khor to hippipore <laughs> from mufat khor to a paying subscriber the brief mention of farm bill in the most recent hafta was saddening considering that its impact and ramifications are huge to the indian economy here are a few thoughts my focus will only be on the protests in punjab and haryana the farmers especially from haryana and punjab are not devoid of new technologies or knowledge about the procurement of produce but it is rather the small land holdings and their consequent small buying power which limits the farmer from seeking independent harvest post harvest and procurement budget the solution lies with the local and state level partners who want to operate independently from the apmc system which keeping the apmc system going for big land holders here is an example if i own 2 acres of land in punjab then i can perhaps go into wheat tomato crop rotation this rotation provides a fixed income from my spring harvest with wheat from apmc and additional income from a tie up with a local business that makes things like tomato chutney or ketchup or whatever you get the idea for my summer or fall crop like tomato he has that you know that ketchup maker or chutney maker this will ensure a gradual decline from paddy and a slow relief from its stubble burning i realize that this is a simplified version of what actually is a complicated issue such as crop rotation or diversification and will bring a new host of challenges as well as emergence of new pests disease resistant variety labor management soil health problems and many more the point is that this government is bulldozing these farm bills only to provide a smoother pavement for big corporations to roll into fertile lands while converting them from owners to contractors let's not forget the hard work patience and grit that is required of the local and state level entrepreneurs and entities for the current system to be successful if they want to keep big magarmachhes like ambani and adani out of their land and then daman has gone on to agree with manisha he said he studied in india and he studied abroad and and it sucks the way he was taught but sir the the complexity uh, of the so uh, happy i am you're so happy <laughs> i hope one of your teachers is listening my tiring i hope they are i but, wish i could go back to one of the schools actually get invited for like a speech and then i can go after the teachers okay by the way apmc is agricultural produce market committee in case and farming actually just reminded me by the way pollution season is back in delhi stubble started burning mm. and today i think it was 200 i checked nah, for air quality we back we're back to that Actually, we're back to that. That's unfortunate. But um, Daman, you know, uh, on the farm bill, we had a explainer of the bill, which Meghna had done. But I've um, moderated a session. We did it in partnership. It should be on the site in the next day or two on the farm bill. So on that, um, I had Ajay Veer Jakhar on the panel. So it should be up, uh, I think, in the next few days on our website. Uh, so you can see a bit of a discussion there. The only reason we did not really get into it is. because as journalists we may be able to give you a little bit of tippani on the bill but on the actual farming i know very little i don't know about raman sir and manisha mehraj may know a little bit because you guys have orchards but that's a different kind of farming yeah what's the word for fruit growing orcharding no 
like horticulture is horticulture is horticulture only the flower and when you grow flower that's floriculture okay horticulture so horticulture i mean mostly we grow apple as a cash crop so it's outside of the minimum support price regime right paddy we grow but that's only for our own consumption it's not a cash crop so so daman on that i guess we'll have to do a separate discussion or interview but hafta can't be the can't be the space for that then vipul horo says my name is vipul from mongeli chatisgarh running a startup which is on the verge of closure as a result providing me with the free time to write to you great work by one and all in your team i can feel the pain in abhinandan's voice when he reads out the subscribers letters to find everyone praising manisha <laughs> i bhai main main to khush hota hu yaar mere to khushi ka thegana nahi well was he was team. he your teacher sometime <laughs> abhinandan Abhin- <laughs> so here i am not mentioning the insanely hilarious work done by her in nuisance coming to the reason why i wrote i understand that at times the discussion hafta gets frustrating with the kinds of things happening in the country so i just want to share a short story for your amusement and to lighten the mood so one sunday morning mumbai police were playing cricket among themselves moments later a small crowd gathered and watched them play soon to realize that mumbai police is just a gully level cricketer and is not playing that well they ran to the cbi office and told them about this cbi reached the field and with the authority told mumbai police that you don't know how to play cricket let me show you and started playing instead after all ed came to the field with their hockey sticks only to find the cbi was already playing cricket ed laughed at cbi and told them that the field they are playing in is not a cricket field but a hockey field cbi too embarrassed by this revelation quietly went to the small corner of the field and continued playing there after an hour or so the star team from ncb reached the field they told ed that the ball that they were playing with is not a hockey ball but is a football they chased them away from the field and started their football match it's been 4 months and the football match is still on which now seems like a wwe royal rumble <laughs> match where every few <laughs> weeks a new wrestler enters the ring really good one really that's good one. really well done good one brilliant vipul brilliant you should just become a story writer even if you all I'm curious why are you shutting down your startup is it covid or is it something else because this has really led to a lot of pretty companies folding up unfortunately that this uh, email is from okay uh, he doesn't want to be named i'm a postgraduate student teaching in a hospital it's been catering to covid patients for the better part of the year and mortality and job loss aside we are a silent casualty of this entire spectacle our academic loss a total blind spot in the media and otherwise all the postgraduate residents are exclusively seeing only covid patients which we don't have a problem with but missing out on attending to patients of our chosen specialty the regular opd and ot services have been shut since march seeing the world slowly trudge back to normalcy makes us half joke if one the only ones left to resume any semblance of a normal life are us and the multiplex owners but seriously the three years of post graduation is where the academic and clinical skills of specialization are learned the undergraduate medical students are totally devoid of any real clinical exposure too but they have years to make up for it some will say that other disciplines are going through the same lull but i can say with confidence that's not really true the last batch of post graduates had their degree exams with virtual patients as in images or videos in a ppt type format dear god these doctors okay fine yeah you're right man you win this i'm not sure if there's a story here worthy of follow up or if you could even like to take this out in the open as you are basically students in the want of a degree at this stage so yes basically this letter was just to crib and let our frustration be known but who am i kidding who even listens to hafta <laughs> <laughs> thanks man and a shout out to the underappreciated anand vardhan when is the ml merch coming So the NL merch will actually be back soon. We have uh, some, uh, we have some new bottles being made. We have some new T-shirts being made. The only thing is, last time I got like a thousand, two thousand T-shirts made, and 
Also, our website was really shit. No one could buy anything. Uh, but I don't know. The last batch of soaps went out like patak, man. In like three weeks, they were gone. So we've ordered a new batch. During Diwali, they'll be available for subscribers. And by the way, those are herbal soaps. They're really nice. There's a jasmine soap. There's a lemongrass soap. And there's an orange soap. And the actual herbal soaps I've been using them for years. They don't froth though. They're not supposed to froth here. Yeah? That's the thing. You see, these are the listen soap. <laughs> खादीन The khadi soaps that are there in the market, which also go to Fabinia, our manufacturer is the same. It's just the brand is News Laundry, and their brand is Rakesh. Uh, so it's the same soap that goes to them. That's coming no, to I'm us. No, I'm going to buy ours. Just letting you know. So, but we have other merch coming up also. Yeah, I, you guys should know. Then Neha says, "I'm a new subscriber, and I would like to applaud all of you for the great work you're doing. I got introduced to News Laundry through TV Newsense, and now cannot miss a single episode. Manisha Thank and the you. team are doing a wonderful job." I feel a bit sorry for them to having to consume all the nonsense in the mainstream media. I'm currently working as a scientist in Germany and living here for almost 3 years before which I lived in Japan for 6 years. My god. Wow. In Germany we need to pay separate fees for public broadcasting so as to limit commercial outlets similar to the news laundry model. I was a bit annoyed in the beginning but now I understand how important it is. Having lived in Japan and Germany I always wondered how the people of these countries could have even supported could have ever supported the fascist regimes based on the little that I have read on the rise of nazism in germany and the discussion of my colleague one of the good indicators of trouble is the loss of freedom of the press hence the current situation of media and governance in india scares me we just need to keep reminding ourselves that we don't want to be on the wrong side of history having said that i don't agree with chetan bhagat when he said in the last half that it is the fault of people of india who look for entertainment even when consuming news i don't think there is anything wrong with mixing entertainment with news i myself prefer watching america's late night shows by trevor noah john oliver etc on news laundries tv newsons to the news channels these shows sometimes make it easy to digest news and the problem is not with mixing entertainment news but providing false news sensationalism she's yep, very right very yeah right. blaming audience is the easiest laziest Absolutely. thing we can do and it's a cyclical argument no i mean they try giving it, so them giving news and yeah. see if they like it or not and also it is our duty even as news people to be engaging so you can't be on your high horse and say i'll give you boring news and you must like it we have to write in a way that more people can understand we have to yes. talk in a way that more people can understand so yes definitely but even that challenge. effort is not being made yeah, if you're exactly. just doing sensationalism and then saying oh people yeah, like yeah. it give them something else and yeah, let's see if they the like it or not yeah the choice can't be between you know that and then just boring dull stuff and finally this email is from abhishek who says i'm a regular subscriber for years on and off thought of writing but always held back by, by the intellectual quality of the mails you receive i don't even have an iota of that much clarity in thought language skills etc are abhishek no do i doesn't stop me man <laughs> my educational background does not include any great university or my professional career including something outstanding same here abhishek we are both same same all of us i'm part of the mainstream of below average okay and average wow. software engineer and currently working in us okay i think now you're pushing it yeah <laughs> yeah software engineer <laughs> currently working in us i'm sorry ha don't don't be such a this thing also don't don't be like chetan bhagat oh mai bechara you you have it good bro but he says he loves hafta eagerly waits for it every weekend his favorite is manisha uh, he also smart listens to uh, he also <laughs> checks out print often and he likes tippani a lot anand views are 
often more inclined towards procedural bureaucratic in nature <laughs> uh, i find maharaj's opinion biased but like to hear them in order to understand the mindset of people of the valley which a hindi heartland guy like me can never understand or relate to so thanks abhishek for your subscription and thank you uh, for uh, writing in yeah and you should not be too self conscious about articulating your views on that note have we missed out anything that we should have discussed or can we go to the recommendations you want to discuss us elections though i didn't really follow the debate so i don't know well, if you have something to i watched the debate I, yeah i just watched snippets i thought that trump i mean not, not that there was any doubt i'm amazed that people will still vote for this guy i'm amazed and what amazes me more theek hai wo to americans hai na america first dil se theek hai baki duniya jaye bahad mein indians who are supporting him not even indians sitting the indians here <laughs> they amaze me the most he mentioned india twice both times to shit on us in his debate once to say that we are under reporting cases which is a fact which is a fact but second time but, but he's no friend of india he's no friend of anyone he's basically a dude anyway i don't know what to say but the fa- i would love to but the thing is that those debates are important kyunki sari na gandagi upar to le aate hain bahar to le aate hain it will be available on youtube ha it's there the full thing is there okay. and the one thing was his not wanting to condemn white supremacists and actually you know the proud boys is a bunch of white losers mm-hmm. who like to you know dress up as who's that pakistani guy on twitter he keeps they've blocked him in india now He used to keep putting videos of this is how you fire this. He was a red beret. Very weird guy. Uh, uh, Hamid, Hamid, his name is. Yeah, Hamid, he, he has Hamid these grey eyes. He like is a wannabe commando, and you know he's like one of those losers who who in his backyard saying, "Abba, I have killed him. Look, he has killed him." So why, proud boys are a bunch of those kind of losers, and for him to say stand back and stand by is if he wins after this, then. The fucking world is going to shit screak in a Zaid Hamid. Zaid Hamid, correct. That's the guy. No, but this is the thing. I mean, the last election, if it showed anything, it was that people don't really like unless we're obs- in in the media. We're obsessed about oh, what did he say? How did he move on the stage and all that? But people don't actually vote based on that. Mm. Every debate that happened last time across the media, it was low. Hillary Clinton bashed him, destroyed him, and all that. Turned out. that wasn't the case hmm so on that note i would like to urge all of you to subscribe to news laundry before we give you our recommendations and pay to keep news free um like i said our new website has been sent out to testing i think to our 100 of you subscribers who had volunteered to test it out i believe your recommendations have already started coming back chitranshu tells me many suggestions have come in we will be incorporating many of those suggestions going forward they can't all be incorporated together but we have some very valuable feedback from you guys once that website is we are satisfied and it goes live hafta will be behind a paywall i would urge you to subscribe and pay to keep news free and we also have um you know reporters in up we're going to be reporting bunch of these things from the ground and while someone says that this the new uh, where, where is it from it starts with b the rape that happened after hathras balrampur balrampur we will be following up on that as well 710 km from delhi okay but we should we'll send some of that we'll follow up on that as well we will definitely bring you reports because you guys sustain us and support us not the advertiser so on that note can i please get the recommendations uh, who wants to start from sir uh, i'll recommend uh, an article written by me my crippled testimony uh, this is i wrote for the open magazine when the librahan commission report had come so the same affidavit had also gone for uh, you know this gone to the cbi uh, court and uh, this is 
a story that how things get twisted when you know in a court of law so that is one and second i would suggest a series of stories that we are going to do on up and the rape culture two of our reporters akanksha and uh, nidhi suresh they were in up so they were uh, you know located in lakhimpur where we have done three we have followed three rape cases and uh, of course they have done one story on hathras and we are getting uh, one more follow up uh, follow up and plus also the two video stories uh, so so i think you should look forward to read them i have three recommendations one is a long read in the guardian it was published last week it's called the disruption con it's about how the tech revolution is supposedly about disrupting everything but as you would understand from the headline it says the disruption con why big tech's favorite buzzword is nonsense the second is a small short uh, film that's been made by uh, rajesh rajamani who as it happens writes for us often yeah. uh, the movie is called the film is called the discreet charms of the savarnas please Fun. watch it yeah, i wouldn't comment any more on it, it but it's worth a watch and the third it's not so much a recommendation please go to our website and open the story we have done on the hathras rape and then take a couple of minutes half a minute a minute and look at the picture we have used for the the top image of the slippers of that girl who was killed just stare at it for a minute and just do nothing else I suggested earlier, but I'll suggest again the video with Madhu Raman, Atul, and Mrityunjay talking about the Babri Masjid demolition. It's really a must-watch. A piece uh, in the Indian Express today, meticulously planned. Uma took onus just to liberate an Babri Masjid demolition. So this person surely knows a thing or two about it. A piece from 20 years ago by P. Sainath. Uh, it's called "A Dalit Goes to Court" and basically, you know, tells you how tough it is. and it's quite amazing that this was written 20 years ago and there's been such slow progress it could have just been written today my recommendations are going to be about the hathras case uh, i think it is important one reads as many reports of this as possible because ground reports is what is going to make news survive and without that it's just going to you know die i think also do check out the video of the protests how they were dealt with in up just to understand the environment one is in of impunity and at least if you have any stakes in india you would focus your energy on this at least for this week because it is so disturbing what has happened and how the impunity of the government and the police so whatever you can read on this do read and even as we are recording this section 144 has been imposed they are not allowing media to enter the village now yeah they aren't uh, allowing media to enter so that's where we are in india On that note, uh, do listen to our other podcasts, check out our reports, go to our website and subscribe, and contribute to saving news, reportage, and journalism. I leave you with this song. <laughs>
All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.